Listener Production. Well, Han, this is our remembering project. Yep, where a random day of the year is selected and we look up the run sheets from all our shows from across the years to find any we did on that day. Over 20 years, that's about 2,500 shows and roughly 26,000 talk breaks. Today, we pick one. One talk break only and try to remember what happened based on what was written down on the run sheet from that day. As always, we've got podcast Mike with us here for any technical stuff. Hello. Mike, what date was randomly chosen today? It's the 18th of August. Okay then, it's Hames Go. Here's Mike with the sponsorship stuff before we find out what year Hame will take us back to and see if we remember anything from that day. This is Hamish and Andy's Remembering Project. Hando, mm-hmm. 18th of August, another a date rich in Hamish and Andy history. Great. Across the years. Uh, we've done, by my count, six shows on the 18th of August across, the, uh, across the decades. Today's rememberings mm-hmm. have a musical thread through them. Oh, all of them. I think all of them. Or it's some just, of the biggest ones. Some of the biggest ones. It, it just it just so happens to be that way. I must admit, I, I, I mean, I think we both did, but I loved having people on to see them play. Like, see, That's not the music I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. We did love. I did love that. That was always like, very special. There was that that feeling, particularly with when pl- people went on to be huge and you see them on the way up, Mike, when you see someone there with just an acoustic guitar and you're like, oh, this person's good. But like, the difference was you you loved having great musicians on the show. You yep. take a musician over a star. Oh, absolutely. So there were sometimes people on the show that were famous and had done that part really well. Yeah. And then could perform. Yep. But then there are other people on the show who you're like, oh, I really feel like I'm seeing a musical genius. Yes. Yeah. Those people, and they perhaps didn't have the massive profile of Agreed. like a big star. But that that was always very very cool. I, <laughs> what we've got from today is probably a bit more down the other end of the spectrum <laughs> of skill. Uh, because it's more well, it's musical based. You'll see what I mean okay. in a sec. But okay. <laughs> 18th of August 2008. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you're a sports fan you'd know that was during the Olympic Games in Beijing. You'd also know that that day the women's medley relay team had taken gold in the pool and we had with us in the studio, I believe, Libby Trigget, Liesl Jones, Emily Seabom and Jess Shipper. Um, So Steph Rice wasn't in the medley. I don't think she was. Well, is that the medley team or is that? That sounds like the medley team to me. Libby Trigget, Liesl Jones, Emily Seabom, Jess Shipper. I think so. Yes, I think you're right because Shipper was Butterfly. Yes, and we, or Backstroke. Who was Backstroke? I think Seabomb said Backstroke. backstroke. Yeah. Anyway, Mark, Mark, I don't know why we're looking at you. You've never Sports been less. Sports is not my forte. <laughs> never been less prepared. But <laughs> what level Pokemon um, <laughs> does a Char Monkey yeah. evolve at? What, what's, a, what's a really strong Pokemon, really reliable? Well, if we're talking water Pokemon, maybe yeah. like... A Squirtle's a good choice. Right. For, so this is like, so imagine, a, a Lapras, a imagine Lapras. a team made of just Squirtles and Laprases <laughs> yeah. and that's what Australia had at the Olympics and that's why we won gold. Pretty good. In the, yeah, well, the best actually, Mike, because that's what gold means. Anyway, those guys were in on that show and I remember they were there like wet hair out of the pool. We were having a great time. We were broadcasting next to the bird's nest in Beijing. It was an incredible time, wasn't it? Was it was awesome it? fun. And yeah. we had no... Legal right to be there as because we didn't hold our radio station didn't hold the rights to the Olympics, so we right. couldn't say that word. Couldn't say the word Olympics. So we were at the games in Beijing, yep. and there was just a lot of festival of sports, a lot in, of trying to get around in a major city in China, trying to get around saying that word. But every day on the show, this was the musical bit. 
I don't have audio from this, but I wanted to ask you a yeah. question. Every now on the show we would do a thing called Unknown Anthems. Yes. So we would make up an anthem for a country which now looking back and I probably just relied on sort of lazy stereotypes. Yeah, and probably verging on racist, oh, I would say. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. These yeah. days you'd be nervous playing them. <laughs> but we, it would be like a well-known song. Yep. So like say Chad, the small African nation of Chad, would be to the tune of Michael Jackson's Bad. Yeah. So the, I remember that anthem yeah. was, you know, you know where Chad, where Chad, you know <laughs> it. Uh, Vatican City yeah. to Paradise City. city. Yeah. Take me down to, to the, the Vatican, Vatican City <laughs> where the grass is green and the girls are nuns. <laughs> Right? Do no. they compete in the Olympic Games, the Vatican? That no, didn't bother didn't us bother when us, we were coming up. We needed an unknown anthem <laughs> that like, day. We had enough many athletes. No, they no. wouldn't. And there'd be a lot no. of hoisting up the dresses <laughs> to run. <laughs> um, uh, it's tough. It's yeah. tough if you're at Vatican City. The yeah. pole vault has a crossbar on it because you're, just, you're on a giant crucifix. So it's tricky. All, all of the Vatican City sports are tricky. But what, what was today's? It was China itself. Isn't it interesting the way the political climate's changed? Because it, it, we felt it was just great fun being in Beijing or whatever, but unfortunately with the way like international relations are, yeah. are these days, you'd feel an element of nervousness being in China and going, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Yeah. We didn't feel any of that in 2008. Nah. It was awesome fun. Nah. The, the Chinese government was just super welcoming. Mm. Everybody was really friendly. It was a great time. We had a frog's bum. I ate a frog's bum around the corner from our Yeah, we uh, ate a lot of stuff that wasn't a traditional... Mm. Um, food, but what is really? I mean, it's just as weird to eat cow as a frog, I suppose, when you yeah, think about yeah, it. Yeah, so exactly. It just comes down to your cultural sensitivities. But we we would often, we, we were friends with some of the people that were working on the Channel 7 broadcast and they were all like in the nice hotels in the centre of Beijing, like mm. whatever it was, like the Four Seasons or something. Yep. And they weren't allowed to eat outside their hotel for fear of um, food poisoning or perhaps our weak Australian stomachs not being accustomed to mm. the more robust street food yeah. of Beijing. But we were saying like... Miles out. We yep. were out in like, you know, yeah, we're, barely, in the, we're in the barely, Parramatta of... Barely in China still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're in Taiwan. <laughs> it was so far We were so far out of the city and, and, the, and, you know, all the restaurants we were eating at, there was no English menus, whatever. Yep. it just wasn't a touristy area. Yep. And when we would bring our friends from Channel 7 over, they would get really nervous and be like, we've been told we're not allowed to eat we can't this eat stuff. with you. We can't eat this stuff because yep. we were just eating something on a stick. Yep. And it was great fun, Mike. <laughs> so... That day we had China's anthem on. I can't remember what I song. I can't remember and I've got the title and I still don't know what okay. it would be. It's Three Cheers for China. Is that a song? Maybe we three made Three Cheers original. for China. <laughs> three che- like. Did we make an original? Why would you? When you've got, I mean China's not a difficult word to rhyme with. No. I, I cannot remember at all. What that song was? Maybe Mike, if he googles three three cheers for it, sounds like an old timey. It does, doesn't it? There's a three cheers for America, or three cheers for for five years by Mayday Parade. No, 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 none of that's working for us. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think we have to press on. We got to press on. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, my mind's a bit distracted because I'm trying to make China fit into Final Countdown by Jenny. The China Countdown. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really work. But I, 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 I'm like, what is it? Hey there, Delilah. Three cheers to China. China. That's it. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> That's it. That three cheers is throwing me off. Why are we getting three cheers? What are, what are we from the 40s? <laughs> And China, <laughs> you've put on a hell of a game <laughs> and we're going to give you the highest honour. Three cheers. <laughs> hip, right, hip, right. 
Yeah, it was to Hey There Delilah, hey there, Delilah. by the Plain White T-shirts. Yeah. Is that what they were called, those guys? Something plain like White Tees. Plain White Tees. Yeah. And that song was very big in 2008. That's it. Yeah. Three yeah. cheers for China. China. You've been nice and you are pretty. <laughs> Not as quite a grimy type of dirty city as that have you believe. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. All right, well done. That's really scratched an itch. Okay. (laughs) When we got moved from Saturday morning show to the uh, the drive show, our boss at the time, Craig Bruce, sat us down. (laughs) 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 Talking about, hey, just step up. You're now going to be a drive radio show. Let's think about the kind of content that you want to do. do. What do you want to be known for? (laughs) And he said, give up the songs, mate. He said, no more songs. Because you're not the scared weird little guys. You're not the scared scared weird little guys. You look at three years for China and you go, yeah, we're not. He had a point. (laughs) Yeah, there we are, seven years later, still ignoring the advice. Well, fast forward one year after that, we're still ignoring the advice. Because in 2009, (laughs) in 2009, on the 18th of August, we were doing. A wonderful show where that year we were gearing up to go on the American Caravan of Courage. It's the first time we'd done the Caravan of Courage outside of Australia. We'd yep. already gone like left to right across Australia, bottom to top. We decided we'd love to do America. Start in Miami on the east coast, bottom of the east coast, or drive all the way across the south, end up in Las Vegas. Drive in a caravan and... Stopping when we feel. We, changed, we upgraded to an RV. We went to an RV. Sorry, I shouldn't say upgrade. Caravan people are very specific Sorry, about... Sidestepped. Sidestepped to an RV. And yes, we everywhere we stopped yeah. along the way, we'd broadcast back to Australia. Obama had just been elected. Yes, we van was the was the catch cry of the, you know, yep. of the trip. We were so excited. And some, from somewhere it came that we, we sort of wanted a purpose for the trip, Mike. Yeah. We wanted sort of like, well, what are we going to do at the end when we make it to Vegas? Mm. And someone wrote in and said, hey, did you know they've invented actual hoverboards, right? Like yes. real live hoverboards and you can get one but they're $10,000. Yep. I think so we're like, okay. Well, something they're about sort of five yeah. or six, 7,000 US. So we came up with an idea. <laughs> what if we had a telethon to raise $1,000, okay, Thousand bucks in this telethon to then take to Las Vegas and double up once yep. and double up twice. We set it up, Mike, like a telethon would be for the Royal Children's Hospital or yep. something like that. And, and callers people- could only pledge 10 cents. Yeah. So everyone's maximum 10 cents. We're like, we just need 10,000 people. Across the two hours, we ran the telethon ran for two hours, four to six one afternoon. We had phone like a phone area, yep. And we had celebrities come in, like Michael Klim, I think, came in to man the phone. Klim might have come in to man the phones. The but, break I've got here is you're in the tally room, Andy, mm. and Daryl Braithwaite yes. is about to sing a rejigged version of the of horses, <laughs> but about our hoverboard. The 18th of August, 2009. Fly three inches high due to a propeller that blows out in the sun. Laugh and have fun. It will be owned by the people show. And if the situation should keep us separated, you know the world won't fall apart. That hovers inside your heart Can't you hear? Oh, she cries so loud You're right on water 
by the end of the show. So when we're in America on the Caravan of Courage, we leave in four days, we can bet that $1,000 and turn it into $9,000 and buy a hoverboard. Mate, take it from me because I'm a little bit too emotional. But That uh, is a country coming together with one of Australia's greatest musicians. Make sure you pledge. HamishandAndy.com Wow. Wow. How? Uh, I mean, mean, gamble responsibly. Another example of gambling on the show. Uh, I mean, he went for it, didn't he? He did. And you then were, when, when I we... remember you assigned yourself, I'll go and do the backing. You did a great job this, probably towards the end. Am I doing the backing there? That was you doing the backing. I remember you oh, going, right. you went in and said, I, I, I want to do, I know how to do it and I, I sing in a band and I know where to come in because I was like, I remember, should we both do it? And like, oh, you've got to know exactly where to come in. <laughs> it probably sounds like me. But and, I then, and then that second one, you were giving it real top eight Australian eyes. Like, <laughs> off on your own vibrato. Well, I mean, I thought. But then at the I end, we all gu- joined in. He's guitarist. No, I think it was oh, you. It was it was you. Okay, I'll take that. Um, <laughs> Mike, you are actually was on a singing scholarship half. at school. Half. <laughs> that was the maximum you could get. Okay. So. <laughs> you couldn't, they didn't full give full level half <laughs> board. Yes, yeah. Gotcha. Um, and, well, how did you rate well, my backing vocals? Well, at first I was like, oh, is that Andy? But then it was like really good. And I was like, no, it must be the guitarist. There you go. I thought you did it because you'd written the lyrics so you're like, 
Oh, I don't want the guitarist to be confused with the new. Maybe lyrics. I mean I'll claim it, but no, I'm oh, not sure. But, was, but, 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 but my worry was when they, when Daryl said everybody together. That's I thought when we all came in. And yeah, that, that's what I thought and too. And that proved, proved Craig, <laughs> Craig Bruce's thought. I think <laughs> <laughs> that we shouldn't be singing. But now, hmm. Mike, you've got to do your sponsorship stuff. Yeah, you're not going to believe this, but I think I've got a moment that tops even that. No way. After this, Mike, go ahead, bud. Well done for not rushing it, even though mm. we really wanted you were to get excited, to this. Yeah. But you did. You just slowed down. You did the right thing by the sponsor. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's just draw a little trajectory here musically. Okay. Two thousand and eight. Yeah. You had the hit song, Three Years for China, <laughs> to the tune of Hey There, Delilah. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, they can't do any better. Yeah. One year later, there we are with the hoverboard song, yeah. Daryl Braithwaite. Okay. Okay. That's enough. That's it. You fit this show. This show yeah. has given everything could ever give musically. Mm. The eighteenth of August in two thousand and ten. Mm was a day that will live in infamy. It was the day of the Frank Stallone concert. No way. We just loved that day. We loved, we loved singing that on day. that day. <laughs> that was just we? a musical day for oh. us. So for the people that people that are listening to this show, I, I assume most people come to the show with a fair bit of like, you know, backstory yep. to it. We brought out Frank Stallone, Sylvester Stallone's brother. I think we... We'll, we mentioned we'll, this in one of the other we'll shows. we cover yeah. other yeah. parts and stuff of it, but this was the actual day of the gig. We brought him out to the forum to play in Melbourne. Huge sellout. The Frank effect was in full force. Contractually, he had to play because there was a, a, yep. a song called Far From Over that we made it. That was the song we'd been playing so much on yep. the radio. It's, it's a great song. It's a great song. We said, you're yep. opening with it. Yep. You're closing with it. And we'd like one in the middle. <laughs> we want one in the middle and it's your encore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he had to play that song four times. <laughs> yeah. The day was amazing. This was so we actually did the show that day. I remember from uh, underground yes. at the forum, like yep. the backstage of at the forum. We were yep. getting ready for the gig. Cackling Jack, like Jack, who now pushes the buttons on the podcast, yep. he reformed his high school band to open. Yep. Last chance. But we started. Yeah. I, from memory, he was playing at the, at the gym at lunchtime or recess. Yeah, the only at, time last school last chance played in year 11 or yeah. something, they played at lunchtime and, but and the, they didn't get a good slot. The, and the gym doors weren't even open yet. Yep. So, <laughs> so playing they, to, they played it to an empty auditorium before they could get the doors open. So I, think I think because, we, yeah, because yeah, we, we tried to recreate a similar thing, but because I think back in Jack's high school days, there were so many bands that wanted to play at lunchtime, you had to play at your slot and you yeah. like had to keep it tight between like 1 and one forty-five. Right. So they were the 1 o'clock band. So yeah. literally there was like, Starting up and then the doors opened. So that's what we wanted to recreate. Yes. So he played to a largely empty forum. Completely empty. And then people raced down to the front (laughs) to recreate the last chances, last gig. So this is taken from that show that day. So we're getting ready for Frank's performance that night. night. The phone topic was when have you been horrifically (laughs) underprepared in honour of Jack? (laughs) In honour of Jack being – because he was panicking going we haven't – because they they wanted to do Single Ladies. Remember they played Single Ladies by Beyonce? They played a punk version of Single Ladies. Oh, right. And he's like we haven't rehearsed it, we haven't done it. He was panicking, (laughs) panicking. What I want to play everybody here is the audio from the parade. We blocked off a city street. And we had a parade for Frank. And yes, the Lord Mayor, Robert Doyle. The Dorr Lord Mayor of Melbourne unveiled a, unveiled blocked a, off a street for us. Unveiled a plaque earlier on in the morning Yep, uh, that has since been stolen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it got jimmied off not long after. Uh, it was pla- just liquid nails yeah, onto the side of... Of, uh, of ACDC Lane, I think. But yeah. yes, it was a plaque and we had a, a small curtain that we, <laughs> we opened the plaque. So we, we a bunch of amazing listeners, I remember on the show, like a Mustang, a convertible Mustang group, they rang yep. up and they said, look, we'll provide the cars, like a... Yep. Like a like a collectible right. American car club, car club. So we're in, sitting in the back of a convertible 
with Frank. A singular bagpiper for no... I think a guy, to, a guy rang up and said, I can bagpipe. We said, we'll we put that in the parade. That. And the, the piper led the parade out. And then, so we kind of in little Collins or little... Flinders Lane, I yeah. think it was. Flinders Lane in Melbourne, if you're familiar with the city. We just sort of drove around the corner from the Forum. One block of Flinders Lane blocked <laughs> off. Thousands of people turned up. We, you and I thought the joke might be no one being Yes, there. we were like, isn't this funny to block off a street but you didn't need to because... Yep. You would just you could just drive normally and slowly down the street. Frank, I mean, I still don't know how Frank felt about this whole trip no. because we were we were sitting there going, "How hilarious is this, Frank?" But he also had this air of this seems about right. Yeah, yeah. So, and I we, think he because I think the whole thing was he thought we thought that that he was basically as big as Bieber. Yes. So he's sitting there going, oh, shit, I can't tell these guys that I'm actually not this big in America. Yeah, so yeah. He, yeah. He thought he had to keep up appearances yeah. to us in case we turned around and went, hang on a sec, wasn't your last gig at a bar and grill where no one was yeah. listening? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm we not also, trying to say that to insult him, but I think yeah. we understood that, but we were like, we want to celebrate you in Australia. We also booked the billboard, the biggest billboard at That's the corner right. across from Flinders Street Station. So yeah, when he came, middle of Melbourne. so when he came out, he sees, he's seen thousands of people yeah. come and celebrate him as he's going down the, the the street that's locked off. And then when he came out of that, he saw a big billboard of himself. Yeah, uh, which is what a lot of radio stations do. They actually buy the billboard that uh, the presenter can True. see. Yeah. Quite famously in Sydney, yeah. when Colin Jackie went to FM Breakfast, yeah. there's you can see the billboard out the building from where you do the show. Yep. And even if no other billboards were purchased around Sydney at the yep. time, there'd be a big Colin Jackie billboard. Eddie Maguire gets the same treatment. Yeah, does he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you walk out and you go, yep, there yep. I am, <laughs> still on it. <laughs> Let's pick up. So this is the parade? This is audio from the parade. I mean, it might be a mess, but I'd love to relive it. The 18th of August, 2010. We're one block away from where the parade commences. We're in the back of the Mustang. This is the hero vehicle for the parade. Thanks, the crowds, Chris, by the way. Chris, thank, thank you. you. No worries at all. <laughs> have good, have you ever been in a parade before, Frank? Actually, no. Okay, well, I've done a lot of Easter Bonnet parades, so you just stick by me. If you need any advice, let I got me know. It's not great parade conditions, no. is it? This is like the St. Paddy's Day parade in New York. It's freezing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, well, unfortunately, okay. we got no choice. Paraders, ready! <laughs> We've got a police escort here. Police, ready! Just need a nod from the cops. We're ready? Chris, we're pulling out. Police are nodding. Dear Frank Parade spectators, <laughs> we are 15 seconds away from official waving duties. Uh, everybody at home, we're just about to get to the parade area. There would be about 100 people I can see. There's a lone it's bag a piper. The lone bag the piper is in front. And he's Attention, tagged. lone bag piper. Warm your pipes. <laughs> we are approaching. Good people of Melbourne, welcome to the pre-commencement party of the parade for Frank Stallone. Frank's Once we cross this intersection, we will be in official parade mode. There's a protester. We will be waving. It looks like there's a protester sitting down on the whether he wants to, Frank to kiss him or something. There's someone lying across the road. Chris, dear Piper, you have permission to sweep the protester out of the way. <laughs> it's just a speed hunt, guys. It's okay. All right, speed the green line. Here we go. We're approaching the commencement parade. <laughs> Begin piping, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now commencing the parade. <laughs> the parade this is, is the parade. Mr. Frank's the line, everybody. Hey. 
as Chris and his black Mustang hit a top speed of three kilometres an hour, we realised that what looked like a hundred people at first was more like a thousand. This parade had really taken off. Example of a crowd builds a crowd as well. I reckon there's probably, <laughs> exactly. there's probably that, like, 500 people that have come for the bay. Then everyone's like, what's going on over there? Yeah, and, <laughs> and also because it's like Swanson Street, which probably gets like a thousand people every 10 seconds walking along it. Just the fact that we've created a bottleneck yeah. just automatically <laughs> built up more of a crowd. But yeah, again, yeah. I remember now I remember listening back to it that it was like, yes, we were doing a mini parade, one block. So. Yep. Probably the only parade in history mm. where someone's on the megaphone yelling, commence parade. <laughs> and and then, we are in the parade. <laughs> <laughs> then, then, all right, cease parade. The other thing I remember him saying, which I had no idea what he meant at the time, but he said, I feel like Limburg. And I went, all right. Oh, is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah, right. And since y- you recommended me a book, actually, and now I know who Limburg is. Yeah. First, first person to fly across the Atlantic. And was just huge. It was the biggest celebrity of all time. Biggest celebrity of all time. So when he's like, but when he said that to two 25, 6 yeah, year olds. Yeah, a pretty deep cut, <laughs> like, to go, oh, of course, the most famous aviator of the 20s. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we're all here for on a hit music station. <laughs> Great remembering. <laughs> Listener.